the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. He trusted God. And God gave him the victory. In Genesis chapter 12, when God called Abram, God promised Abram that he would make his name great. And that's what he's doing in chapter 14. He's making Abram's name great through this battle and through this victory. And he is showing us through Abram now that nothing is too hard for our God. Do you feel like you're up against a giant battle? As you listen to today's message from Pastor Dan, he shares with you that nothing is ever too hard for our God. What seems like Mount Everest to you is nothing to the Lord. He can take what seems gigantic in your life and turn it into a pebble. Pastor Dan encourages you to turn all of your worries, cares, and concerns over to the Lord. He has you right in the palm of His hand. You are safe and secure with Him. Rest, knowing that your God fights for you. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 14 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. working our way verse by verse through the book of Genesis, and we're going to pick up in verse 1, and we've got some fantastic names we're going to try to pronounce here. And it came to pass in the days of Amraphel, the king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elassar, Chedorlaomer, king of Elam, Tidal, king of nations, or the Gentiles, that they made war with Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemeber, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. All these joined together in the valley of Siddim, that is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they served Chedorlaomer, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Chedorlaomer and the kings that were with him came and attacked the Rephaim in Ashtoreth Carnaim, the Zuzim in Ham, Ham, I can pronounce Ham, the Emim in Shava Karathaim, and the Horites in the mountains in the mountain of Seir, as far as El Paran, which is by the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to In Mishpat, that is Kadesh and attacked all the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites who dwelt in Hazazon Tamar. And the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboam, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar, went out and joined together in battle in the valley of Siddim against Chedorlaomer, king of Elam, 
Tidal, king of nations, Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elisar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Siddim was full of asphalt pits, tar pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. Some fell there, and the remainder fled to the mountains. Then they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and went their way. They also took Lot, and that's important, Abram's brother's son, his nephew, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods, and departed. And then one who had escaped came and told Abram, the Hebrew, for he dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol and brother of Aner, and they were allies with Abram. Now when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house, and he went in pursuit as far as Dan. And he divided his forces against them by night, and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus, in case you're thinking of the other Hobah. This is the one that's north of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot and his goods, as well as the women and the people. So in chapter 14, we have the first war that is recorded in the Bible. Uh, And it's mentioned here, it's recorded for us because Abraham gets involved in this war. Uh, Abraham was was a man of peace. We saw that in the previous chapter when Abraham sought to make peace with his nephew Lot, uh, and he deferred to his nephew Lot. he's, He's a man of peace, but here he goes to battle. He goes to battle once he heard his nephew Lot had been taken captive by an enemy army. Abraham gets involved. You know, the Bible says there, there is a time for war. And this was a time for war. Uh, verse 1, we have four kings that are mentioned. Uh, again, you have them mentioned there. Amraphel, king of Shinar. Arioch, king of Alasar. Chedorlaomer, king of Elam, Tidal, king of, of nations, or the king of the, the Gentiles. Uh, these four kings made war with the five kings that are mentioned in verse 2. Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, the king of Gomorrah, Shinab, the king of Adma, Shimeber, whatever, however you say that, the king of Zeboam, and the king of Balo, that is uh, Zoar. So you have these four kings that go to war against five kings. You've got four against five. And if, if you remember chapter 10, in chapter 10 we had the table of nations. Chapter 10 had just the list of names, really difficult to pronounce names for a whole chapter. And it was in chapter 10 told us uh, where the descendants of Noah settled in, in the world after the flood. And again, it was, it was a chapter full of Hard to pronounce names. Well, a couple of those locations that are mentioned in chapter 10, uh, are, we have them mentioned here in chapter 14, verse 1. So a couple of the places that are mentioned in verse 1 are also found in the table of nations. You should have paid attention in chapter 10, right? Even though it was all those hard names. Shinar, verse 1, and Alam are both mentioned in chapter 10. Now, when we, when we look at a map, 
And it's always important when you have names like this and locations to just look at a map, even in the back of your Bible, if you have a map. There's a reason why God is giving us these details. And it's not just to give us hard to pronounce names so that we fumble our way through that. There's a reason for it. And so if you you look at a map, and I'm going to show you a map in just a minute, we realize that this war that is described here in chapter 14 was not a local skirmish between two neighboring tribes. This was a major international conflict. This was a major war that takes place uh, in in the Middle East. I want to show you some maps. If you want to bring up the first map for me, you can see Elam, Shinar, Elassar, Goem, that's where these four kings are from. That's, you know, Elam is Persia or modern-day Iran. Shinar is the area of Babylon, modern-day Iraq, right? You're, you know, you've got Goem, which is up in uh, Turkey today. You know, so these, these nations, they come down and they come down into Canaan and invade the land of, of Canaan. <clears throat> so this is a, a, a huge military campaign by these four kings that are allied and united together, they come down some eight, nine hundred miles down to invade that area of, of Canaan. If you want to pull up the next map, it's not very clear, but you'll get a good idea. So this is the land of Canaan. It was clear on my phone, <laughs> but not when I put it in the, the, the computer today. Um, so what they do is they come down the eastern side of the Jordan Valley. And, and on, on, there's a road there, an ancient road called the King's Highway. And this, this, uh, these four armies come down under Chedorlaomer, and they just, they just you know, swoop down the eastern side of the Jordan River Valley. They are conquering kingdoms as they roll down that side of the Jordan River Valley. Those kingdoms are mentioned for us here. Uh, in verse 5, and we'll talk about that in a, min- in a minute, Rephim, Zuzim, Emim, they're just they're, they're right, coming right down that eastern side of the Jordan River Valley. They go all the way down to the bottom here of the screen to, uh, to uh, El Paran. They come back up around, they go to Kadesh, and they conquer all of these kingdoms before they attack the kingdoms of Sodom, Gomorrah, and the five that are listed there. The kingdom of Sodom, Gomorrah, the five that are listed there that go to war with them, they're all kind of just east of the Dead Sea there. And so what these uh, armies do under Chedorlaomer as they march down in and they invade the land, they wipe out all of the kingdoms and all of the armies that surround these five kingdoms of Sodom and Gomorrah and the others. They wipe them all out so that they isolate those five kingdoms. And there is no one that those five kingdoms can look to now to come to their rescue, except for Abram. These four invading kings didn't know about Abram. (laughs) So Abram is still there, and Abram is in Hebron, 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 right? Which is just kind of west of the Dead Sea. He's living there in and, and Hebron. And they don't, they don't bother with him. They don't really know about him. They just bypass him and leave him uh, there. Uh, so, and then as you go north, if you go way up to the north above the Sea of Galilee, you can't really see it on this map, 
You've got Dan way up in the north. That's going to be in our, in our story in this battle. And from Dan over in the upper right-hand corner of the screen, you've got Damascus, the city of Damascus. Just the same city as Damascus today in, in Syria. So what they're going to do, this army is going to come down and it's going to do like a big horseshoe and come down one side of the Jordan River Valley, wiping out all these kingdoms and then come back up and go up through the central area of the land of Canaan all the way up to the north to Dan and then head over to Damascus to head back home. So they just do this big horseshoe through the land. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m., I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. If you're someone who finds maps very confusing, like my bride, Maps are very confused. I've got another map for you. You can bring up the third map. Right? Just for real straightforward. Take the mountains out. Take the boundaries. and the ta- like, So they're just going to come down one side. They're going to go up the other side and head back towards Damascus. If this is confusing for you, see me after the service and I'll get some crayons and we'll, we'll get it for you. Right? <laughs> just kidding. So now look at the text again. That gives you an idea. Try to keep that mental picture. You probably have a map in the back of your Bible that you can look at as well. Verse 3 tells us the five kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboam, and Bela, which is Zoar. That's going to be important later in the story in chapter 19. We're told in verse 3 that they went out to battle with these four kings from Mesopotamia that were under the command of Chedorlaomer. Verse 3 says they went to battle in the valley of Siddim, which is near the Salt Sea, it says, or the Dead Sea. It's called the Salt Sea because uh, the Dead Sea, has 30, it's 30% salt. The water is 30% salt. It's 10 times saltier than any other ocean. Uh, you, and the Dead Sea, you've seen videos or pictures of it. Uh, you can float in the Dead Sea like a cork. Even if you can't swim, it doesn't matter. You can just sort of sit back and you'll You'll bob up and down in the water. Every, everybody can float in the Dead Sea. If we ever get to go back to Israel again, if they ever open that back up, go with us to Israel and you'll have the opportunity to float in, in the Dead Sea. So now verse 4. Verse 4 tells us the reason why these four kings, led by Chedorlaomer, had this military campaign through the region. Verse 4 uh, says, 12 years... They served Chedorlaomer, and in the 13th year they rebelled. So these five kingdoms that included Sodom and Gomorrah, for 12 years they served Chedorlaomer. They had been conquered previously by Chedorlaomer. They were uh, subject to him. They were vassal states, vassal kingdoms to Chedorlaomer, which means they paid tribute to him. They paid money to him every year for 12 years 
And then after 12 years, they decided to rebel against Chedorlaomer and, and stop sending payments. That's a declaration of war in the ancient world. And so because of that now, Chedorlaomer and his allies, they come marching down uh, to that area to put an end to this revolt. Verses 5 to 7 tell us all the kingdoms that Chedorlaomer and his army conquered before he made battle with the five kingdoms that included Sodom and, and Gomorrah. Uh, if you look at verse 5, in the 14th year, Chedorlaomer and the kings that were with him came and attacked the Rephaim. Again, this is as he's going down that eastern side of the Jordan River Valley, starting up in the north. These are the, these are the kingdoms he comes to, one right after another, and conquers them. Rephaim, uh, the Rephaim, the Zuzim, and the Eman. That's all in that eastern side of the Jordan Valley. Then verse 6, he conquers the Horites in the mountain of Seir. And then he goes as far as El Paran, way, remember, way down at the bottom of the screen, way in the south, which is down near the wilderness, down near the desert. Then they turned back up and came to in Mishpat, which is Kadesh. And he, so he conquers all of these kingdoms. And he attacked the country of the Amalekites and also the, the Amorites. And so Chedorlaomer wipes out all of, these, all of these kingdoms in this military campaign through through the area. And again, we read these names, they seem insignificant to, to us, but they're actually very important to understanding the story of Abraham and to understanding what is happening here in this chapter. In particular, verse 5, look at verse 5. You have the, the Rephaim, the Zuzim, and the Emim. Those were all, listen, listen, those were all giants. Like, I mean, literally giants. I'm not saying like they were a big deal. I mean, they were giant. They were a giant race of people that the Bible talks about. These giants that, that dwelt there. They were, they were tribes of giants. In fact, the word Rephaim means giants. Your translation might even say giants. The Rephaim were giants. Uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 11, taking notes, you could jot that, jot that verse down we have a description of Og, the king of Bashan. What a great name, Og, the king of Bashan. That's, that's Rephaim. That's the same area where he, he's described as of the remnant of Rephaim in Deuteronomy. He's one of the giants. And Deuteronomy chapter 3 describes the size, the dimension of his bed. So that we can understand just how gigantic Og, the king of Bashan, was. He's one of the Rephaim, and it says his bed was made of iron. It was 13 feet long, and it was 6 feet wide. Now, you've heard of a California king-size bed. <laughs> this is a Rephaim king-size bed. 13 by 6. By the way, the name Og, it means gigantic. How do you think his parents came up with his name? <laughs> what should we call him? How about gigantic? Look how big he is. He's a remnant of the giants, we're told. He's a remnant of the Rephaim. The Zuzim that are mentioned here, they were also giants. Uh, elsewhere in the Bible, they are called the Zamzumim. Because that's what people said when they saw them. Zamzumim. Look how big they are. They're huge. Zuzim that's mentioned here. 
That that name means roving creatures. Roving creatures. These giants that just roamed the earth in that area. Emem. The Emem. Uh, Emem means terrorizing. And why do you think people called them the Emem? Because they were terrorizing. You know, they, you know it was, to just see them was terrorizing. They, these were all giants. Goliath. You know the story of David and Goliath. Goliath descended from the Rephium. He was a remnant of the giants. If you remember when Moses sent the 12 spies into the promised land. And they're in the promised land for 40 days. And they come back and 10 of the spies have a bad report about the promised land. And what did they say in their bad report? They said, there's giants in the land. And we're like grasshoppers in their sight. And the children of Israel didn't go into the promised land. In part because there were giants in the land. The Rephaim were in the land. Now here, here, the reason we're told that is because the armies of Chedorlaomer they came up against the armies of these giants and they just rolled right over them. Like they were just a speed bump in the road, didn't slow their army down at all. They were no match for Chedorlaomer and his army. Now, I want you to remember now the context of the book of Genesis. Moses penned the book of Genesis while they were in the wilderness. Moses penned the book of Genesis while the children of Israel were in the wilderness right after, right after the 12 spies came back and said, there's giants in the land. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. And the people lifted their voices and they wept to the Lord. And they decided not to go into the promised land because of the giants that were in the land. They were too afraid to go in. They didn't believe God could defeat those giants. So they, they didn't go in because of their, their unbelief. And now here are the children of Israel. They're the original, the original audience to the book of Genesis. Here they are in the wilderness after failing to trust God to go into the promised land. They didn't believe God could defeat those giants that were in the promised land. And here they are reading this story about Chedorlaomer's army. And Chedorlaomer's army defeated the giants. And they're probably thinking as they're reading this, whoa, this guy Chedorlaomer, his army defeated the giants that we're terrified of. I, I'd, hate to, I, I'd hate to come up against Chedorlaomer's army. He's more powerful than the giants. And, 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 but here's the lesson. Abram did trust God. Abram did trust God. And Abram defeated Chedorlaomer. Abram defeated the army that defeated the giants. And Abram does it with a really small army. He trusted God. And God gave him the victory. In Genesis chapter 12, when God called Abram, God promised Abram that he would make his name great. And that's what he's doing. In chapter 14, he's making Abram's name great through this battle and through this victory. And he is showing us through Abram now that nothing is too hard for our God. 
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again, or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life. So please let us know by giving us a call at 410 410- 491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer request with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.